Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shameless Fitness Podcast. So today is a solo episode, and what I am finding is since the episode with Branking, uh, which the response has been bonkers, uh, which I cannot thank you enough for the the shares and and the comments and the messages that I've gotten back and hello to all the new followers and stuff like that and welcome to, and if you haven't listened to the podcast if this is your first one thank you so much if this is your 122nd 124th episode thank you so much for listening like it, it's a bit it's gone a little bit mad i'm i'm struggling to cope with it uh, and get my head around how many more ears on us the downloads have just gone mental but one of the things that's kind of come up since then is kind of like and i've got clients uh, who have gone from i've got there's a couple of them and i've, I've had them face to face they've gone from potentially trying to lose weight in order to be healthier and then they're at a healthier weight and what they want to do is take it on to the next stage of their lives in order to start a family and i'm at that age now where a lot of my friends are having kids a lot of my friends are getting married and a lot of people around me and stuff like that are are have kids and what they struggle with and what can't struggle with an awful lot is how to manage their their pre kind of pre post and um during pregnancy and the nutrition and training around it so before i go any further i want to give it a caveat on this that the reason why i am talking about this as a an mnu qualified nutritionist uh, i can i can talk about the nutrition side of things what i also want to talk about is what makes me being able to talk about the training side of things is i have completed a course from ntc which is the national training center here in dublin and that allows me to uh, train and work with uh, ladies who have either pre-pregnancy or who are um who are pregnant now or postpartum um so or post uh, natal as well and i think i just want to put that caveat out there so the biggest things for yourself is like having kids is is ultimately one of the, the most amazing things that someone can go through if they choose to do so and it's, it, it is one of those things the body can go through an awful lot of changes and there's so many different stages uh, so I think this is an incredibly important episode to understand how to train, eat uh, and live and uh, at different stages of the pregnancy. If you are looking to do any course in Ireland uh, in order to increase your knowledge as a PT, if you're, there's, there's a lot more PTs listening to it now because the messages that are coming through, I can see through, through through people who are following now. The NTC course is an amazing course. I think when I did it, I may have been one of the only lads on the course. Uh, and this was an incredible thing for me. It was eye opening and it, it was really, really useful for me. Um, so I think that the, the, we need to kind of talk through the basics of what pregnancy actually is. So there's some kind of words, some kind of terms and stuff like that, that some people may find a little bit squee- kind of squeamish and stuff like that. But I think there's some of this infor- information needs to be said. So kind of pregnancy occurs when sperm fertilizes an egg and after it's released from the ovary during ovulation. So the fertilized egg then travels down into the uterus where implantation occurs. Uh, successful implant- implantation results in pregnancy. Um, on average, a full-term pregnancy lasts around 40 weeks. Uh, that's four zero weeks. There are many factors that can affect a pregnancy. Women who receive an early pregnancy diagnosis and a, a prenatal care can are more likely to experience a healthy pregnancy and give birth to a healthy baby. Um, before getting pregnant, uh, it is kind of ideal to have a BMI of around 18.5 to 24.9. So that's 18.5 to 24.9 uh, before conception provides uh, other health outcomes for mother and baby. So there are so many different things that kind of come in. So they're like the, there's, there's various different pregnancy stages. 
So the first trimester occurs kind of roughly between 12 or 0 to 12 weeks. Week 1 is kind of when anything can happen from the date of last period, miss period, placenta begins to develop, brain and major organs kind of form as well. Week 6, pregnancy test is positive, eyes are formed, muscle develop, um, fetus moves. Then you've got the second trimester, which is weeks 12 to 25. Week 14, the sex is identifiable, heart rate and heartbeat is audible, scalp hair forming. Week 21, and um, the baby growing in size. In size. The third trimester is uh, kind of week 25 to 42. Uh, week 28, the fetus is able to hiccup. Uh, 29, uh, fat layers forming, organs mature, eye split, hearing is more acute, which is really, really cool. Uh, week 34, kidneys mature, lungs mature, weight increases by 200 grams weekly. Uh, then week 40 to 42, estimated due date is around this time. Baby's protective tissues and hair disappear in preparation for birth. So there are many kind of symptoms that kind of occur around pregnancy as well. Um, some are missed period, headaches, spotting, uh, weight gain, pregnancy induced hypertension, heartburn, constipation, cramps, back pain, anemia, um, depression, insomnia, breast changes, acne, vomiting, hip pain, diarrhea, stress. And there, there are there is quite a large, a large, large list. If you think you may be pregnant, um, you shouldn't rely solely on these signs and symptoms for confirmation. Please do go talk to a doctor uh, and see and make sure that kind of like your premenstrual syndrome or your premenstrual um, symptoms are OK. Um, please do go and talk to a doctor if you think you may be pregnant or um, it's important because every pregnancy is ultimately different, but developments will mo most likely occur during those kind of general timeframes. And it's important for you to find out about those changes you and your baby will undergo through those trimesters. So during kind of pregnancy, there's kind of many different changes. Um, there are physiological changes during pregnancy. So during this time, a woman, a pregnant woman uh, undergoes various changes that can be uh, obvious or kind of quite subtle. And these changes can have an adverse effect on how she moves, etc. These changes are necessary to assist the development of the, the baby and prepare the mother's body for the delivery of the baby as well. Uh, some of these kind of include cardiovascular changes as well. Uh, blood volume uh, increases by about 40%. Uh, the increased blood volume in pregnancy produces other changes in heart activity. Uh, however, maximal heart uh, rates during exercise show no significant alterations due to pregnancy. Stroke volume and uh, an end dialytic volume as well, which is the amount of blood in the ventricle um, immediately before a contraction. Resting pulse rate increases um, and as much as kind of eight beats per minute uh, in the first trimester and 15 beats per minute by the third trimester in order to pump the extra blood through the aorta and around the body, which is really interesting. Their human body is really, really one of those most fascinating things. Uh, the percentage of blood plasma increases and percentage of roots red blood cells decreases as well. So the hormones of pregnancy causes the kind of muscular uh, musculature of the body to become more relaxed as well, which is really interesting. Um, and the vascular resistance decreases so blood is slower to return to the heart as well. There are also some respiratory system changes, um, the likes of increased respiratory rate, increased uh, minute ventilation, decreased functional capacity, increased tidal volume and feeling out of breath can also occur as well. There's also some gastrointestinal changes as well. Uh, decreased gastric mobility, constipation, increased acid reflux and heartburn as well can occur. Uh, there can also be a little bit of leakage with kind of the breast tissue um, which can, can occur as well. Kind of in relation to kind of the pill and kind of 
other hormonal birth control methods. There are birth control pills, patches, and the vaginal ring work by controlling the hormone levels in a woman's body. Uh, they're available by prescription. Other forms of hormonal birth control include the patch and the vaginal ring. And they're also available by prescription and other effectiveness rates are similar to those of the pill as well. With condoms, diaphragms and sponges, they are, uh, they are convenient and inexpensive, inexpensive forms of birth control that can be bought without a prescription. They're most effective when used correctly every time you have sexual intercourse. So it is important that if you're not trying for a baby to to be wrapping up, basically. Uh, the summary is condoms are kind of the only birth control method that, pre- that both prevent pregnancy and protect against STDs. Um, so with nutrition for pregnancy, um, a good diet is very, very important in life, but especially in preparation for pregnancy. Uh, eating well, doesn't matter what stage you are at your life is so so important and will help you and your baby start life with all the nutrients required to maintain all bodily functions and maintain health during and after the delivery the one thing that i want to say is eating for two is a myth the energy requirement does not change during the first six months of the pregnancy so the eating for two is an absolute myth during the last three months of pregnancy energy requirements increase by approximately 200 calories per day Currently, there is no evidence-based policy guidelines on recommended weight gain for women during pregnancy. So please, please, please do consult with your doctor on this side of things. So with the nutrition and stuff like that, the old age adage of a healthy, balanced diet applies. So please ensure adequate iron, iodine, calcium, folic acid, and vitamin D. So 400 micrograms or MCG of folic acid daily before pregnancy and throughout the first 12 weeks of pregnancy uh, is important to reduce uh, the risk of neural tube defects such as spina bifida uh, and 10, 10 MCG of vitamin D per day is also recommended for all women to protect musco- musculoskeletal uh, health. If you are on a vegan diet, which I know a lot of people do that as well, uh, if you're on that diet women can continue with this during the pregnancy but will have to plan out meals so that they get all the nutrients they do need so it is important to adjust that if needs be so combine combine two or more of the following foods to achieve a well-balanced mixture of amino acids which are contained in proteins basically pulses which include beans lentils and peas grains which are kind of like breads pastas rices oats breakfast cereals corn and rye then you've got nuts and seeds and then you got corn and soya products so some of the foods to avoid when you become pregnant um there are a number of them and i'm going to kind of go through the list of them now and kind of explain some of the reasons behind them as well so if you are pregnant please you should have been given this list anyway but here's a list anyway so the softer blue cheeses uh like camembert the mold in the cheese can contain the syria and um, which can cause food poisoning and can be harmful to the unborn baby there's also like liver or liver products or other products containing a, a lot of vitamin a too much vitamin a can be toxic to the baby uh, the swordfish marlin or shark these types of fish can be very high levels of mercury which can be harmful to the baby as well there's pate including veg pate this may contain listeria uh, like with the cheeses uh, raw or uncooked food including meat fish shellfish uh, unpasteurized food can kind of go in there as well such as eggs homemade ice cream homemade mayo or homemade cheesecake these foods can cause salmonella and please make sure all foods are piping hot before serving up and that's i think that's even if you're not pregnant that's a super super important point 
Oily fish, sardines, salmon, tuna, etc. No more than two portions per week as large amounts of mercury can be harmful to the baby. Caffeine. Too much caffeine increases the risk of miscarriage and low birth weight babies. So please aim for no more than 200 milligrams per day. Regarding alcohol, this can increase the risk of miscarriage and low birth babies. No more than one or two units of alcohol once or twice per week and don't get drunk. Um, most people kind of abstain from alcohol during that, but there is research showing that no more than one or two units uh, so it's, it's completely up to you and completely up to your choice um so that's what the research would say so so please pregnant women don't uh don't need to avoid the following which is shellfish included prawns uh live or bio yogurt probiotic drinks or yogurts from much fray creme fresh sour cream spicy foods mayonnaise ice cream honey uh salad dressing uh cheddar parmesan feta ricotta uh cream cheese mozzarella cottage cheese uh peanuts and herbal teas they, so they do not need to avoid those um so one of the other things that kind of comes up an awful lot is kind of the weight management after pregnancy as well so with weight management after the pregnancy women should be encouraged to breastfeed this is a personal choice i'm not going to say what to do it's completely personal choice so please see a doctor's advice on this a healthy diet and regular physical activity should be encouraged after birth. It's like even if you weren't pregnant, physical activity is super, super important to for mental health, for your your own health, um, and it's super, super important to make sure that's implemented into some sort of routine for yourself. A gradual weight loss of about 0.5 to 1 kg per week uh, after pregnancy will not affect the ability to breastfeed or affect the quality or quantity of the milk produced. Mothers should be encouraged to wait until they're 6 to 8 postnatal check before embarking on any physical activity regime this is super important that you do check in with your doctors uh, as much as possible before and after pregnancy because it, your body is going through an awful lot of change and it's super super important that you do however if the pregnancy and labor were normal with no complications walking pelvic floor exercise and gentle stretches can begin asap women should be encouraged to return to their pre-pregnancy weight but not to expect this to happen gradually fad diets quick fixes crash diets are please 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 stay away from them like a hole in the head so regarding breastfeeding breastfeeding is encouraged and exclusive breastfeeding for the first six months of life is recommended research concludes that exclusive breastfeeding for the first five months after birth requires an extra 625 calories per day during breastfeeding women are encouraged to eat a balanced and varied diet during this phase, breastfeeding women can now consume many of the foods they were unable to enjoy during pregnancy, such as soft cheeses, pate, rare meat, etc. However, they should still limit oily fish to no more than twice per week and limit sharks, swordfish and marlin to no more than once per week. They are some of the, some people, like there are some people who eat those foods. They may not be as readily available in this country and the UK and stuff. Aim to have regular drinks throughout the day, including water, milk and a small amount of pure fruit juice are good options. Um, alcohol will pass through the breast milk to the baby and should ideally be avoided. If you are drinking alcohol, please aim for no more than one to two units once or twice a week and ideally avoid alcohol for at least two hours before breastfeeding. Caffeine can also pass to the baby. So when breastfeeding, I may cause the baby to become unsettled, uh, avoid or limit tea, coffee and other drinks containing caffeine. Regarding kind of the exercise and stuff like that, this is super, super important. This is where it kind of gets a little bit more um, technical. So we all know what kind of the post stage that, that exercises are good for us. It can aid our sleep. 
uh, improve our mood which is key as well improve your energy which is important because you ain't gonna get a lot of sleep after when you have a kid and stuff like that so it's super super important shows decreased labor uh, quicker recovery and promotes muscle tone uh, which is building muscle strength and endurance before undertaking the overall health of the woman uh, should be reviewed and any exercise program uh, can be started please check in with a doctor before you do so and make sure if you are working with a pt that they are qualified in this stuff or an online coach that they are qualified in this stuff um there are some amazing uh people that do it and uh, there's one that sticks to my mind which is empowered by emma she works i think she's been bray um so she she does that stuff she's incredible um and i've worked with those clients as well uh, there's kind of a recommendation for uh, for pregnant clients you must get signed off by the doctor and that's number one that's the number one rule for the whole process consider the use of resistance bands medicine balls suspension units stability balls and BOSUs for training all depends on initial fitness levels so if you haven't been training before pregnancy uh, during it may not be an amazing idea meditation other relax- relaxation techniques are hugely hugely beneficial the likes of yoga that side of stuff um, and there are yoga teachers out there who specialize in um, postnatal yoga and stuff like that. So please do reach out to those as well if you're into the yoga. Resistance training. If you've been training before uh, you've become pregnant uh, and you're kind of used to pushing yourself hard in the gym, you may have to let that ego side of things drop down a little bit. During pregnancy is not the time to kind of run with your ego, not the time to smash PBs, smashing loads of weights. A training program should be designed for you and must have clearance from a medical professional before you kind of start doing it. The program itself, what could it look like? So I would kind of aim for a maximum of two exercises per body part and a max three sets of each. Uh, I would increase the rest um, to about two minutes. Uh, do not train to failure. So what training failure means that you cannot do anymore. So if you imagine that you have a barbell on your back and you're doing a squat and you just you struggle with getting back up for the last two or three reps, I would leave probably the last two or three reps there and try not to to, to power through. You cannot listen to your ego uh, with this. Choose a lighter weight, which can be performed for 15 reps and can can only do eight or 10 reps. That's what my advice would be. Eliminate bench press exercise, eliminate lunges or squats, body weights, uh, squats are okay. Machine based exercises are safer. Um, so please do use the machines. There's nothing wrong with the machines. Um, when someone co- came to me first, when I was doing face to face, I started them off the machines to kind of build up their confidence. Eliminate exercises that involve a moving weight overhead height. Example, overhead press. Don't hold your breath or don't breathe hold. Heart rate shouldn't go above 140 BPM. This varies on levels of fitness of the individual and max three days training per week. 30 to 40 minutes max depending on how you feel. Swimming and cycling is amazing as there is no added weight. So what could, through the different stages, what kind of exercise should you be implementing is really, really, that's one of the questions that's kind of come in an awful lot, uh, which I'm surprised at that's kind of come in. But I think with kind of what's happening with lockdown and stuff, people have been busy people have been kind of having a little bit of fun so the kind of the, there is going to be a baby boom after this um so between zero to three weeks postnatal you should include walking or postnatal core and pelvic floor exercises which should be given to you three to eight weeks postnatal should include walking and swimming once bleeding has stopped gym programs maintain posture light weights no breath holding postnatal ab and pelvic floor exercises low impact aerobics or a postnatal class would be key low intensity water aerobics once bleeding has stopped 
So then you've got eight to 12 weeks postnatal. Same as, as uh, kind of week three to eight, but you can also increase the intensity or the weight lifted. Um, progress in your kind of postnatal core exercises and ab and floor exercises, pelvic floor exercises. Between 12, week 12 to 16, postnatal, ab, ab and pelvic floor muscle testing uh, prior to return to higher impact exercise, running, sport and commencing regular ab exercise programs. Please do note that kind of your core strength should be close to normal at this stage. Then you've got your 16 week postnatal. Uh, so you return to your previous levels during pelvic floor muscles and core control levels are back to kind of normal. Group classes pre and postnatal are a great option for mothers and expectant mums as they provide considerable considerable physical and emotional and social benefits, which I know is a weird time, uh, but I think some groups are doing them online. So please do talk to someone if you are struggling with mental health during this. Um, so that was more into kind of in detail about kind of the postnatal stuff. And then we've kind of got the resistance training and actual pregnancy itself. So kind of heavyweights and isometric contractions cause an increase in blood pressure. So please do make sure you're talking to a doctor before you kind of engage in this. If you've never trained before, now is not the time to do this. But kind of all exercises are kind of dependent on every level. And that's like anything, even if you were pregnant or not, it, it has to be tr personal to yourself. So kind of some of the exercises that um, never attempt new exercise with a pregnant client. And that's one of the big things that you should never do is if you've never done any of the exercises before, I would never do this. So these are kind of resistance training and what you can do during pregnancy. So bodyweight squats, suspension assisted squats, stability ball squats, uh, lunges, walk and reverse or side until you, you, you may not be able to do them anymore. Uh, kind of machine stuff like leg extensions and leg curls, banded hamstring or glute training, banded crab walks, straight leg deadlifts uh, until your technique deteriorates. So make sure you are working with a coach that will either look at your video or you are taking videos yourself and analyzing that. Regarding kind of chest and stuff like that, press ups and modified. So don't try to be a hero. Modifies against a bench, a bar, or a windowsill. So you're not doing them off the ground. You're not doing as they are sometimes called the girly push-ups you're doing them modified against a bench a bar or a windowsill seated machine chest presses and pec deck are really good incline dumbbell fly and chest presses bosu bosu ball uh, is instead of a bench cable machine uh dyna band chest presses as well suspension chest presses and then you've kind of got your back which is the bent over dumbbell row uh bent over rear deltoid dumbbell uh cable machine row single arm dumbbell row straight arm push down cable or with the cable or the band and uh, then you got arms bicep curls with dumbbell incline bicep curls dumbbell then you got suspension bicep curls got cable bicep curls you got tricep push down cables dumbbell tricep kickbacks so then you've got your core which kind of goes your pelvic tilts your side planks uh, so an example of a resistance training program for your first trimester so please 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 if you are pregnant please listen to this but make sure you're getting signed off by a doctor zero to 15 reps and a max of three sets so make sure you're doing proper technique more than now than ever seated leg, ex leg extension seated leg curl pec deck seated machine row upright row with barbell seated dumbbell curls cable tricep push down and pelvic tilts so you can see that's kind of hitting a full body um full body so when you are kind of program planning and when i would be program planning for someone for pregnancy it would be important to set goals uh, identify the fitness or the history of the client 
uh, or if there's a referral that I have to link in with the doctor, having calls with the doctor, that kind of stuff. Test fitness components, seeing where they're at. Have they are they able to do potentially a couch to five k, or they ever done that level of, of stuff before? Then you kind of you must kind of if you are designing your own program or you're working with someone, making sure that they are kind of like bringing in different phases for your program. So you've got like trimester one, trimester two, trimester three, and post pregnancy. So they do kind of uh, change. And then you kind of got making sure you're listening to the actual client and making sure that you are uh, listening to your body. Fitness levels normally fall uh, towards the end of pregnancy. So it's kind of like leave the ego at the door thing again. And this can be sometimes a little bit frustrating for someone who necessarily has been kind of fit all their lives and they may have to take a step back. You make sure you plan for each trimester because every trimester is a different phase and it can get tougher. So please do link in with the doctor maintenance is the kind of the main aim it's not being about calorie deficit you you have to make sure that you are giving enough nutrients and minerals to uh, the plus one that you have in your stomach you need to assess your individuality your rpe which is kind of your rate or perceived uh, exertion and then you've got your muscular strength you've got your body composition and weight your flexibility uh, and your kind of your dynamic balance and your static balance as well so you need to make sure you're utilizing all kind of levels of motion as well um so for kind of pregnancy and stuff like that exercise three days a week is more than enough uh steady 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 not trying to push yourself to the absolute limit um you need to try and find a level that you're not absolutely destroying yourself in no more than 30 to 40 minutes um and if you like with kind of postpartum exercises and stuff like that uh which i've kind of given already uh, it's super important that you do kind of check in with the, the doctor on that side of stuff. Uh, if you are kind of listening to this and you're a pregnant athlete, um, it is important to kind of make sure that you're following protocols um, and following in with the doctor and stuff like that, which is super, super important. There are a lot of different stages, but kind of like the kind of the big one that kind of comes up is kind of around the, the myth of eating for two uh, kind of it, the personal preference of alcohol or no alcohol one or two units or zero caffeine can have an impact on breastfeeding uh, but kind of the nutrition of a mother receives before she becomes pregnant uh, during gestation gestation uh, and beyond will not only pay, impact her own health uh, but it will also impact on the baby so you have to think of it that way what am i doing now that could be potentially impacting on my unborn child uh, you're achieving a healthy weight before conception should be encouraged um and making sure that it's a it, you're looking for a positive health outcome uh for the both the mother and the baby overweight or obesity before or during a pregnancy can lead to health complications for both mother and baby uh, pregnant and breastfeeding women should be encouraged to eat a balanced varied diet and take part in regular physical activity appropriate to their fitness and lifestyle and that's so so important that has to be tailored to you it has to take into account the various different things some food and drinks should be limited which we've kind of make sure that you've listened back to that part of it that should be avoided during pregnancy to protect the health of the mother and the unborn child evidence shows that in most cases exercise is safe safer for mother and fetus during pregnancy but if you have never trained you've never done anything like that now is potentially not the time to be trying to get gains in the gym that's not the that's not what it's aim um you should be encouraged to kind of continue to train if you have been doing it because there are massive health benefits psychological benefits but please do check in with medical professionals along the way there are there's a lot of information there's a lot of technical information there uh if you are looking to do a course the ntc course i'm not sure if they're doing it online or not i haven't checked before i recorded this 
uh, MNU has an awful lot of information on kind of the, the, the nutrition side of things and that was definitely one of the modules that we did so please do go back and listen to that if you guys are interested in learning more there is an ebook in the link on the description below there's also the audiobook which some of the information that you may have heard already uh, would be in that uh, but I fluffed it up a little bit more on the on the post and pre-training around this if you are suffering from postpartum depression please do go and talk to a mental health professional link in you aren't alone uh, there are people there are support services around you there are please to make sure to use them please keep checking in with your doctor please keep looking after yourself as well because there are two of you now and potentially three of you um, and it's super important that you do make sure that you're getting adequate enough nutrition adequate stress levels are being managed adequate enough sleep um, and making sure you are listening to your body and not trying to be an absolute hero there's no no point in trying to be a big stress head that will have an impact on your body um, and then it's up to yourself when you generally finish up at work and stuff like that obviously work dependent so there's a good bit of information in this it could be a resource it could be a, I would potentially look at the link in the, the bio or in the write-up to see if it is something for you um, with the ebook. The ebook will definitely explain it. We'll go through all the different phases, menopause, pregnancy, all the various different stages, dealing with cravings and stuff like that. And it's super, super important that you, if you are struggling with mental health, please do reach out. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you've enjoyed this. Uh, there's a lot of information there. Uh, so please do listen to it again if you have any questions on this please do let me know i'll be more than happy to either point you in the right direction or point you to the right direction um and as always please do tag and share myself up on your story uh the more people that listen to this the more beneficial it will be so guys please if you're pregnant congratulations uh incredible um please stay safe i wish you the very best of luck if you're listening to this when you're pregnant if you've already had your baby congratulations um and i hope you are enjoying um the time that you have uh with the little person that is that you've created and you should be extremely proud and your family should be extremely proud as well so guys if you enjoyed the episode at all please do tag me up on your stories please do leave a review up on itunes and if you have any questions at all don't be afraid to uh, pop me a message